0: So the big question is this, why is it that you can have a great mission and vision, a great product or service, but still struggle to reach the quality of audience your work calls for? What is that elusive piece that allows some to command authority and make a massive impact while so many life-changing brands drawn in obscurity? That is the question in this podcast and we will give you the answer. Together, alongside the top marketers, influencers and business owners in the world, we will share the secrets of authority so you can unlock the income, influence and impact you and your business deserve. My name is Vamsipan Panala, and welcome to Authority Entrepreneurs. Welcome back everyone to Authority Entrepreneurs Podcast. So today I have Jeff Scadra again with us on the show. Uh, Jeff, thank you so much for taking out your time again to come back on Authority Entrepreneurs Podcast. Uh, so I really loved what you shared on the last episode, um, You know, with respect to what you're doing with uh, Focus First Business Advisors. So can you take us a little more on what you're doing? What kind of clients do you serve? And uh, Your entrepreneurial journey as of today, uh, you mentioned that uh, you had about 18 years of doing what you're doing today. So that's a long time. And I'm sure there are a lot of failures, a lot of successes, a lot of bottlenecks, roadblocks that you must have seen in your journey. So if you could just share some of those things, I'm sure people listening to this episode right now would really get a lot of uh, nuggets that probably can help them in their entrepreneurial journey as well.
1: Yeah, I'll try to dig in as much as I can for sure. Um, yeah, 18 years is a long time and, and uh, thankfully most people don't believe that I'm that old. So
0: you don't look, uh, I, I, I
1: got that going for me yeah. with that baby face. Um, so something uh, that, that really I think set me on to the entrepreneur's journey, right? Not everybody wants to, to become an entrepreneur. People are happy with, with having a job. So when I was back in the third grade um, we, I don't know if you have this uh, uh, in your country, but we have little paper footballs, right? And, and you slide them back and forth on the table and you, you, you create, you know, the, the goalposts and you flick them through. So we used to do this all the time as kids. Well, they would wear out um, quite quickly because we were always playing. And so I went home and decided to engin- engineer a new version, right? And, and all it was was folding the paper football and then putting packing tape and maybe decorating it a little bit with um, American football teams. Um, but I took those, uh, I developed uh, or put together about 10, 10 or 15 of those and took them in and sold them to my friends for their milk money. and uh and that was kind of like the you know and i'm in i'm in catholic school in third grade and it's kind of taboo right so here i am selling these things um and that was kind of the first thing right it was just this idea that oh i could create something better and 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 that that you know, is improved and make some money off of it. So very simple idea. But I think that kind of set me on that journey. Um, That and some stories of my mother telling me about my great grandfather, who was also an entrepreneur who owned a soda factory in in the Midwest, and then later on, um, a franchise for uh, um, custard and ice cream and those kind of stories i think kind of put me on this path of oh something else is possible right when we're when you're early on in your childhood you're very influential and and these ideas really stick with you so fast forward right uh the things i talked about on the last podcast i i went to school for graphic design mm-hmm. and started my career in graphic design in the agency space and then at universities working for government funded programs for nasa and um the EPA and Environmental Protection Agency and Homeland Security and and all these really, really great big budget projects and was able to diversify, you know, my learning in marketing in branding and design, you know, where I was able to jump into video and trade show design, environmental design, you know, print design, um, and start to get into marketing, you know, marketing, messaging, and branding, and positioning. And so, it gave me a really, really good foundation. And along that line, um, you know, I was able to freelance. And so, freelancing led me to the point where, you know, bringing back this entrepreneurial spirit, you know, kind of got me into understanding a little more about business, you know, how to, you know, really the basics, right? And how to invoice, how to manage money. How to pay taxes on a business? How to start a business? You know all these things. Just teaching myself, teaching myself, teaching myself, like most entrepreneur entrepreneurs do. Um, and then one at one point, the the money ran out. Um, things changed in politics. How how money was allocated, no longer was able to be allocated that way. And and administrations changed, and programs dried up, and so eventually you know what we had dried up as well and and thankfully i had a full running business at that time and went right into that so it moved from freelance into oh now i have a small office and then quickly you know hired my first employee my second employee my third you know and continued to grow moved into a a new office space we upgraded the office space into my quote-unquote dream office space um which was really awesome um, but at the same time, I learned a lesson at this point, which was I jumped in a little too quickly, a little too soon, my eyes got really big, mm-hmm. and was like, Oh, I have this opportunity to really grow and really, really grow big. So, you know, by by growing quickly and having a lot of the success, um, led me to really uh, one of the valleys of entrepreneurship, right, we have our peaks, and we have our valleys. Um, And it was my first really big valley, which led me to a ton of anxiety, uh, working tons of time, like 60, 80 plus hours a week and, you know, 10 to probably 14 hours a day, Um, getting home after my kids were in bed. Uh, you know, waking up, seeing them for like twenty minutes, and then going into the office and just you know work, 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 work on the weekends, nonstop yeah. you know the, the hustle right we yeah. entrepreneurs call it the the hustle, which is important when you get started right sure. it's It's an important thing when you get started, but I kept doing it over and over and over again, and I think that was really my my first lesson looking back yeah. is i didn't I didn't delegate enough um, I didn't leverage my team enough. I didn't leverage a lot of these, a lot of these things, a lot of these pieces. So um, fast forwarding to uh, cover the rest of my story real quick. And then we can dive into, to some of the, the lessons learned um, I hired, you know, I, I, first of all, went through all the books, all the programs, paid out lots of money. You know, I think, you know, it's a similar story. You hear a lot of coaches saying this, this because true. it's true because that's how we had to learn. And that's what we want to help others to not have to go through. But Eventually found a coach that was perfect for me. That coach kind of took everything out of my head and put it onto to paper and said, "This is the proper steps you need to take." Um, and so I followed that, which was um, awesome because it finally gave me the focus that I really, really needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and started things started to fall in place. And next thing I know, I was meeting with a prospect, and they called me back the next day and asked me if I'd be interested in having a conversation about uh, them acquiring me uh, and my business and was blown away. I was like, I had never even thought of that as a possibility. Right. Um, And, and so, you know, that's kind of where that journey went. I went uh, and did an earn out with them for three years and then became a coach. Um, And the reason I decided to become a coach, which was really important and near to dear to my heart is because I, I don't want owners to have to go through that valley, right? I want them to, to experience less of those valleys and more of the peaks in a shorter amount of time as well. Um, if I can get somebody to to create a business that's that's supporting their personal vision and it's more fulfilling to them and it becomes a catalyst for what they want in life. I mean, the reason why we have jobs and the reason why we have Uh, businesses is because we want some level of freedom in our life, right? We want to do what we want when we want to do it. That's the bottom line. Yeah, Um, We all have passions about our business, but at the end of the day, we don't want to be shackled. And so I'm, I'm, you know, on this mission to really help people help uh, agency owners to, to build this business that um, that does that for them. And that's really important to me. And so that's, you know, going into every client, that's kind of, you know, what I think about and what my end goal is, is that I leave them being a little, you know, more having a business that's a little more fulfilling for them than just another job. Um, And that's really critical. So um, that's really the story. And we can dive in more into like what I learned and how it applies to the program I have. But um, I want to pause because I'm doing all the talking and it's your podcast. No,
0: I I mean, I was really, uh, you know, got myself involved into your backstory because, you know, that's a a long journey that you have put yourself through, right? So from being a freelancer, you know, trying to work for different agencies, then suddenly you saw this opportunity because uh, you didn't have any more of these uh, organizations, uh, you know, giving you the project because the 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 budget suddenly dried up because of different reasons and um, you know th- there is always an opportunity in disguise right so you you took on that opportunity started your own thing but i, I one of the things that i also wanted to understand is the fact that you know uh, you mentioned um, everyone who gets on this bandwagon of entrepreneurship wants that element of freedom. That's the one point why everyone wants to become an entrepreneur so that they can work on their own terms. They can work at their own comfort of whichever place that they want to work from so that, uh, you know, they don't have uh, the so-called bosses, you know, telling them what they should and what they should not. So, but when you got into this opportunity, you also kind of got into this whole hustle mode and uh, didn't really have that kind of freedom that you wanted to. So, what kind of things did you do to yourself to come out of that? You know, I'm sure everyone today probably had something like this running in their life. So when you had gone through that valley of not being able to spend time with your kids, with your family, doing what you're doing that you love, but it's probably more than the kind of proportion that you want to spend your time on doing it. So how did you overcome that problem of, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, Doing what you want to do, but, you know, for that limited time so that you actually had that element of freedom that you always wished for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what we teach are uh, and what and it's based on what I learned and what I went through. Um, and there's really five areas that you really absolutely need to um build more focus in, in order to, you know, get away from, from that the, uh, 60, 80 hour work weeks, this idea of doing everything yourself and and being overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, and the first one is around um, adopting more of a CEO mindset. Um, so moving yourself from more of this DIY owner into a CEO mindset is really the first one. Um, and, and the other four I'll mention briefly, and then we can, if there's time, we'll talk about them, but. Sure. Um, the the second one is really around simplifying your business model and 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 you know what your offering is and, and your positioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third is around um, building predictable and repeatable systems and processes. And then um, then you want to have a team that produces that for you or, or that can not produces it but that, that carries that out for you so you don't have to do it and can scale more without you. Um, And then a a plan, a sustainable plan that carries you to to reach your goals. And those are really the the things that that are most important. But back to the the DIY to CEO mindset, um, that's really the the most critical one because you first have to understand that it is possible. It is possible that you can work at a business, whatever the hours are that you want to work. If you want to work at your business six hours, five hours, you know, whatever. I, 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 on a side note, I also started an Amazon reseller business that's profitable and thriving. And I only work at that six hours a month. Um, And the whole thing essentially runs itself. I'm not going to get into that today, but the same thing is possible with your agency. And, and, and you just have to be able to let go and say that is possible. So then it's really around time management. Um, It's really around understanding your time. When I was uh, an agency owner, um, that was one of the things that had the biggest impact for me when I was taught how to do a time map and to do time blocking and to say, what what categories of my time are the most important are going to have the most important impact in business and then schedule those out, right? And then only take tasks, only schedule tasks in your week that fit into those time blocks. Everything else has to be eliminated, delegated, automated, um, or systematized, right? Yeah. So the time is critical and, that, and how you leverage your own time is the first thing as a CEO and, and being able to really focus your efforts on, you know, the importance rather than the urgent, rather than, than putting out fires and crisis management and um, you know, allowing your team to take up all your time, you have to guard it very, very, very specifically. So that alone, for us, for our clients is having a huge impact. We spend a good two weeks on that, just really making sure that they have a good handle on that. And, and we drill it in every single week, every single week. How's your time management? How's your time management going? You know, and we're seeing clients who are um, adding, you know, 50, 60% or more to their bottom line Um in that first thirty days, uh, or you know, sometimes it's to their pipeline, sometimes it's it's closing deals. But the the impact that that's having is huge so far. Um, so that's really the the first first avenue. And then, so in that too, this idea, this mindset of letting go, it's also uh, you know, knowing what a CEO does and how a CEO operates. A CEO does not spend time on client work, right? A CEO is the face of the company. A CEO leads with vision. Um, a CEO uses leverage instead, yeah. you know, other people's time, other people's money, things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, a CEO runs the business by the numbers, you know, they know the metrics, they see the data, they're not overly concerned with all the details. So those are really like some of the high points, you know, what we focus on that can have the really the one of the biggest impacts in your business is again, moving from DIY to more of a CEO mindset.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, that's, that's your uh, one of the five?
1: Yes, um, so, that's one of the five.
0: Yeah, we could, we could touch on the other four as well. We have time, yeah.
1: Sure. Uh, so the second one's around simplifying your business model, um, you know, building out a strategy that isn't everything to everyone. Um, businesses in general fall into this trap, but agency owners, a lot of agency owners, even if you're, you're, you're specialized like in web or digital, I think they're still trying to do too much for too many people. One, they don't have a clear target of who they're trying to reach and they're worried, this comes back to mindset. They're worried that if they, if they're too narrow, they're going to miss out on opportunities. They're going to miss out on revenue. But in reality, when you're more focused, you really understand your customer. You really understand them to a point where other people are starting to be attracted to you and they see that the results that you're having, um, you know, in that particular niche. Yeah. So really, understanding that is super critical, and then the offer, right? You can't um, you can't scale up um, everything, right? You can't scale, you know, just just all all having all these different services, um, it just makes your operations more chaotic because every time you come into a client and you're reactive to what they want, now you have a new. Um, you know, way to on every time you get in, you have a new way that you have to onboard, you have a new way that you have to fulfill and you're doing this, you know, 20 times. So if you have, let's say you have, um, you know, three or four, even if you have three or four different, you know, set of services and you have 15 different clients now, you know, you multiply that out, you know, and, and that's essentially, you know, how many services you're offering at at any one given time. Um, So simplifying is super critical, um, because it allows us to then move into the next part, which is systems and processes, right? So if you simplify it, it's much easier and less overwhelming to really focus on uh, building out a standard operating procedure for that particular offer. Yeah. Um, And that is much more scalable than trying to what I tried to do first was, um, if you know anything about digital marketing or inbound marketing with HubSpot, you know, there's so many different elements that go into a successful campaign, that I tried to build out a system and process for everything all at once. And every time I got into it, I I immediately hit procrastination, because my brain just shut down, because it was like, so overwhelming. It was like, I don't know where to start. (laughs) But when it's simple, when, you know, when we break these things down into simple um, bite size, um, you know, tasks, our brains are built to, um, to carry that stuff out much more easier and, and effectively and efficiently. So that's, you know, we're using a lot of these, um, uh, you know, how we're built, we're, we're using how we're built, how our brains are built to effectively help your business better, you know, and. And using, you know, we're inspired by, I'm, I've been inspired by the book, The One Thing. Um, it's a really great book. Really, really um, recommend reading it because that's a big part of what we do. You know, everything that we do is about focus. Yeah. And in order to focus, you have to simplify. And so you. your mindset, you have to simplify. Your your model, your business model, you have to simplify. Your systems and processes. Yeah. And even your team, right? Your your team then is, a lot of people have built their team based on this chaotic um, model and now they have a team that's it's a little bit too um, too much. It's it's taking up too much uh, of their resources, and so we have to simplify or we have to redirect resources in order to to scale up that model faster. And so we work a lot on the team and and what the future team looks like, how that relates to the current team. Um, you know, using using things like uh, Jim Collins' Good to Great book. You know, who's on the bus. Uh, Are the right people in the right seats? Those types of types of things. Um, And then lastly, it's just planning. It's planning and strategy, you know. Um, Again, really, you know, this can get super overwhelming, but this idea of one thing, how, what is the one thing that you want to achieve in three years? What's the one thing that you have to achieve in one year in order to get to the three years? what's the one thing you have to do in 90 days to get to your one year and so on and so forth down, right? You do that same thing down to the monthly and to the weekly and even to the daily. And so in this way, it becomes so much easier to accomplish what you're trying to get to in less time. I think there's a book out there called um, uh, 12 months in 90 days. Uh, I never read the book, but the idea of it was very inspiring to me too, you know, especially combined with the one thing where it's and that's the idea of it you just break this stuff down into bite-sized pieces and you you stay disciplined mm-hmm. to accomplish that comes back to time management you know when you can stay disciplined around time management um that the this stuff becomes really really um easy
0: so um when you actually um, had this uh, whole time when uh, the agencies were calling off the engagements that you had with your uh, freelancing stuff and you had to uh, begin doing your marketing agency thing so uh, are these uh, clients that you started working with your agency much before all of this happened or it was parallel that you figured out that things are not really going right so i have to start something uh, very fast otherwise i'm kind of going to run out of business so how how those things happened and uh, where the clients that you are onboarding typically you already knew from your past experience or these are people who have heard about the kind of work that you do from people who you already had uh, delivered services in the past. So how does that whole thing happen?
1: Um, So rephrase that one time. So you're asking me uh, what, what problems I had with clients in the past and how that's relating to today? Yeah.
0: So how did you, uh, you know, started getting clients when you had these agencies running out of, you uh, know, funds to have those projects ongoing. So you had to start your marketing agency, which you ran for almost seven years. So are, are these clients that you uh, got from your uh, previous clients that you were already working or how did you figure out getting these new clients that keeps you in your business every
1: single month? Um, So when I was an agency, that's what you're asking me when I was, okay, so when I was an agency, yeah, so the the idea is, yeah, getting more predictability, um, and that's what we didn't have, right? We were sporadic, we were, um, we had some clients that were funding, you know, up to 50% of our business, which is um, a scary, scary place to be. And we did, we did get to that spot where we lost one of them and was like, you know, Running around like crazy, trying to to make up you know the revenue and and what we found was really what I said earlier was when we started focusing more and simplifying and we we decided to um, you know we had stacked all these services and decided that one of the um, uh, best ways for us to move forward was to focus on what we were really good at right? Look at what we were best at. And at that time, one of the things we had built up that we were, uh, that I had been able to be really, really fast at was WordPress websites. Okay. Um, You know, even before there was all these templates out there, we were able to really figure out, use some of these templates, customize them, um, uh, you know, had a process from, from step one to, you know, 50, I could, you know, almost recite them without even looking at them and, I started to apply this and then share it with my team. Um, and we would get these successes and we would share those successes with other people. And we were starting to get, you know, the word of mouth would really build. And all of a sudden, you know, one client turned into three clients because that client was so happy that we we developed things so quickly and so well and so efficiently for them that they wanted to tell, you know, two to three other people. Um, and so that's that alone started to, to build out some sustainability. We were able to build some messaging around that um, and which led to, you know, using some of our inbound marketing and some of those things, um, our, those skills to apply them to, you know, bringing in more traffic organically. And soon we were able to really, um, you know, have sustainable leads. And w- which again was a, a reason why this other business was attracted to, to acquiring us um, because we were um, a little bit more predictable than just, you know, going out and trying to find leads.
0: So, um, you talked about productivity, about time management, in uh, all those five things. I think that's probably where, uh, you know, the the focus as the whole thing is centered around your business right now, right? So, typically, how does a day in Jeff's calendar look like today? <laughs>
1: So it's got focus. <laughs> focus and consistency has become my mantra, right? So it's not something that always happens overnight. Um, and certainly having somebody um, uh, coach you, which I do, you know, yeah. I, I believe in coaching. So I, I, I maintain a coach also helps keep you on track yeah and so what I focus on really is a morning routine right I start with a morning routine mm-hmm. i wake up have my coffee wake up around uh seven o'clock not too early i'm not not a not a super early morning early bird. i like to stay up later yeah. um and that morning routine for me is really important right it, it you know, I wake up, I have coffee for about a half an hour and, and check, you know, go through Facebook and, and interact with people, you know, some of the stuff I have to do for marketing. Um, but then I jump right into reading. And I, I believe, you know, a successful CEO um, has focuses on uh, self-development every single week. So yeah. I read, I get inspired, I learn, I educate, you know, all those things. Um, and then I journal for a little bit. Um, I do some journaling, whether it's writing down some stuff that I learned or self-reflecting, I've, I've felt, found a lot of value in self-reflecting, um, and gratitude. Gratitude is, is, um, it's really an energy builder, <laughs> yeah. um, because what it does is makes us feel good, which releases that dopamine in your head and right. really helps set off the day. Sure. Uh, and it's just good in general. It's just, you know, a good, uh, a good spiritual thing in general. Um. And then from there, uh, I I get into um, really my focused time, the things that that have the biggest impact in my business, um, which which is usually around marketing and and lead generation for me, you know, mm-hmm. as, as a as a single owner business. Um, and then from there, really focused on the time blocking, and so some days are you know are really guarded around client meetings when I can do client meetings. Other time is working on the business. Um, you know, th- those things go hand in hand for me, but that's really what a day uh, looks like for me and and I guard it very closely and I've learned to only schedule things in the time slots that are available and that's helped out tremendously.
0: So, uh, you know, this is something that has, I think, happened to a lot of entrepreneurs, but uh, if you could just uh, throw a couple of uh, things on how your business was before COVID and after COVID.
1: Okay, sure. Uh, Well, I started about a year before COVID. um, And honestly, COVID didn't really have a lot of impact on my business. And I was able to um, get a few clients, uh, I think March and April. Um, And so there was other, you know, at that time, I wasn't as focused on agencies, I started niching into agencies um, about three months ago, three or four months ago, and and my journey, so real quick on that, my journey was really learning about what worked for businesses, what I'd learned, and applying it to, you know, whoever and everyone that, that I could uh, work with to, to do that, and then I knew at some point I wanted to focus on agencies because that was my background, and once I had a more developed program, I was able to, to really jump into that, so I didn't really see a lot of issues. I, you know, I noticed, you um, a mix of people. So I, at that time, was still doing a ton of research and talking with a lot of people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a lot of people were saying, Oh, things are going wonderfully and great. And other people like an agency owners are saying, man, this is really affecting and really impacting. And th- the biggest difference was people who really understood the pivot point. Right. So, um, this idea, you know, like when I had my, uh, when I was working at the, the university and all of a sudden, you know, I found out maybe a week with a week's notice or so that I was getting let go. um, I all of a sudden had to say, what what am I going to do, right? What am I going to go get a job, which I looked for jobs, I did all these things. And I, that entrepreneurial spirit came up in me and I said, no, I'm, I'm confident enough in myself that I can figure this out. So I think that was a big difference for a lot of owners that I saw was that this idea of, seeing the opportunity, right? So one of the things I learned through COVID is opportunity never goes away. I think yeah. a lot of people felt like opportunity was drying up. Yeah. It never goes away. It's it's always there. It's always this big circle. It's always there. It's just, it just changes, True. you know. It changes and pivots. And if you don't change and pivot, you know, you're going to see that. And whether it's COVID, whether it's another recession, whatever it is, there's always going to be something that's going to get in your way, and how you um, address that, and what you do, you know, to to get past that, and and not even see it as a roadblock, um, is going to make the difference in your business.
0: No, I, I completely love that. You know, um, obstacles uh, actually give you the next opportunity, right? And uh, I think uh, one of the common things that I probably figured out uh, throughout your back journey, you know, and what you're doing right now. I think you were able to pivot on every single opportunity thrown at you and converted that into an opportunity, uh, and uh, that's what probably I really loved about what you shared on, on on this podcast. And um, you now, uh, just as a last thing, if people uh, have to reach out to Jeff Scadra, what's the best place that they can find you? Uh, you know, are there any um, you know places that you want them to go and check out? Uh, you know, feel free to let them know.
1: Sure. The first thing really is my Facebook group. It's called 2X Agency Accelerator. If you just search for that, you'll find it without any problems and there's nothing else that's similar. Um, I drop a lot of great content in there and I'm really focused on value first rather than than me selling um, because that's my belief. If I can provide enough value and give you enough things, then I know, you know, I don't think that I'm going to have any problem finding clients. Um, and so That's really important to me. So if you go there, you're going to get tons of value, tons of information, tons of tips um, on the right strategies and the right systems to use. Um, Other than that, you can jump on my website. It's focusfirstadvisors.com. And that's advisors with an O, -O A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S.com. And you can book a strategy session with me. I'm happy to jump on a call with anybody at any time. No obligation, no high pressure sales. We're just going to talk about your business, where your bottlenecks are, and uh, where to focus your energy so you can have the biggest impact and, and get through get through these roadblocks and turn them into opportunities much more quickly. Uh,
0: thanks a lot, Jeff. Um, I know it was a pleasure having you on this episode of uh, Authority Entrepreneurs Podcast. Really loved uh, everything that you shared on this and uh, hopefully we will have uh, many more uh, in the future. But uh, this one was... Uh, uh, truly uh, value and uh, nothing else on on what you just shared about your journey so uh, i really loved um, you know hosting you on on this particular episode of this podcast so thank you once again for coming back and I truly appreciate uh, everything that you uh, shared on this and all the time that you spent on this episode thank you once again
1: thanks for having me it was my pleasure to be here and thanks for letting me share my story
0: thanks jeff pleasure Hey everybody, this is Vamsi again and really quick I wanted to invite you to join arguably the best virtual marketing summit of the year that I hosted called the Impact Marketing Summit. So go check out the summit at impactmarketingsummit.com. I asked two comma club entrepreneurs like Steve Larsen, Marley Jacks, Gabe Schillinger, Akbar Sheikh and other 30 top-notch entrepreneurs to share their virtually unknown secrets to get tons of leads and traffic to any website or funnel and the one thing that brought them from failure to success. Now, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was like I had stuck gold. Things that can take your business from just a dream to a money-making machine. Things you won't believe six to seven-figure marketers would share. At least not without charging thousands of dollars for access to their inner circles. So get your access to the summit today at impactmarketingsummit.com. I repeat, that is impactmarketingsummit.com. I will see you on the inside.